From Michael Tumlin Designs, this is Creatively Brief. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of Creatively Brief, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm your host, Michael Tumlin, and I'm happy to welcome designer and hand letterer Monica Romain to today's show. Hey, Monica, how are you doing? I'm good, Michael. How are you? I'm really good. I appreciate you taking time at the end of your day today to sit down and talk to me and be on the episode. Yeah, sure. I've never been on a podcast before, so this is pretty exciting for me. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I'm excited. Uh, so before we dive too deep into any of the questions that I have for you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of where you are in your career right now? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was born in Louisiana. Um, about 30 minutes from New Orleans and I was, I went to graphic design, um, school there and, um, I worked a little bit there and then I, I recently in the past couple, well, um, three and a half years ago, uh, we moved, um, to Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and I've been working at an automotive agency, um, here. Um, the past three years and it's been going really good we really love it here we love the weather um we as in me and my husband um we love it here and uh that's cool I I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about how uh Raleigh seems like a really cool place to move to I feel like it would be a lot of fun it's like a new and upcoming place so I feel like there's a lot of like exciting things going on and we're from Florida so the weather is like a huge upgrade because it's just so hot here like all the time yeah yeah, it's really humid in Louisiana. I'm sure it's really humid in Florida too. Yeah, my brother hates the heat and I always try to make him go on a walk with me. And we were out literally like 30 minutes before I sat down for this episode and he gets out. He's like, man, I'm so damp. And I'm like, we've been outside for five minutes. But I checked the weather and it said it felt like 107. So yeah, I know I always get those weather like notifications too. And it's just kind of like, oh, I don't want to go outside. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so hot. Uh, but no, that's really cool. Uh, so... How did you sort of find yourself getting into design? Is this something that you went to school for? uh, Or is this something that sort of developed after you kind of got out and started seeing what it was that you were actually passionate about? Um, Well, I've been like interested in just like art in general, like all throughout my life. Um, Going back to like when I was little, I used to like draw and paint and do all these things. I was in talented art um, all throughout my uh, school years. And I think along the way during then, I kind of realized that, hey, I like doing design stuff, like doing like drawing letters and like drawing stuff like that. Yeah. So I do love, I did a lot of that in my sketchbook and I had like a little walk, like Wacom Wacom tablet Uh that I used to like drawing. Um, They weren't like really good, but like um, just kind of things like that. That's kind of like helped me like get into like that kind of stuff right and I think drawing letters and like drawing just like words I used to draw like my favorite bands like on um like notebooks and stuff and then I realized like oh hey like there's actually people that do this for a living so like let me maybe just like look into this more and then I was able to do a little bit of that kind of in college and of course like in college I did a lot of just like the basic like design prompts that my teacher had like right um I come up with a logo for this imaginary company that you came up with, like right. those kind of things and like layout and everything. So I kind of 
kind of think like along the way I, I decided that I really just liked doing hand lettering and uh, a little bit of illustration like kind of in that. Um, I really can't pinpoint exactly when I first started to love like hand lettering. I guess mm -hmm. it kind of just has always been something with me it within me i don't know <laughs> yeah no so that's uh that's really interesting i was actually talking in the last episode about how so my sister comes from more of like your background where she's been into like art her whole life and then mm -hmm. i'm more of like i came from i wanted to be a contractor originally and then i wanted to be an architect because i thought that was a little bit more creative uh and then i decided nah like i want to do uh graphic design but so i come from more of like a structured background so like i'm definitely not an illustrator uh, I don't tell people that I am. I don't really enjoy illustration, uh, but I have like a huge appreciation for people who are, who are good at it. Uh, so it's just interesting to see sort of like the different backgrounds and then how it like translates into different styles and things. But no, that's that's interesting. That's a, a cool path to get into it. I think a lot of the people that come from the art background, uh, like you said, they're, they're better at illustration and they have more... Uh, I guess like in-depth design. So like I'm definitely more into the Swiss style and more like minimalism and things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's it's really interesting to see the different illustrations that people come up with. There's a lot of creativity there. Mm -hmm. So are you currently working as a freelancer or do you have sort of, because you mentioned, I think it was before the episode, you mentioned that you're doing uh, hand lettering at night and then graphic design in the day. So is it freelance work that you're working or you're working on or is it uh, like at a company? Yeah, so I'm at a company right now. Um, I work a nine to five job. Right. At an automotive agency. Oh, that's here. right. Mm -hmm. um, and I do a lot of like car ads and stuff during the day. And then a lot of times, just when I'm um, feeling creative at night, I like to just go on my iPad and draw. Right. Because uh, it's it's different from what I do like during the day. Right. So, um, it's just a way for me to like be creative on another level, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend actually that he just graduated. I believe he graduated. Um, I should know if he graduated, but I'm pretty sure he just graduated. And he, uh, last I talked to him, he was actually applying for a job at a automotive place as well. Um, mm -hmm. obviously down here in Florida, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's an interesting, uh, interesting route to take. I feel like it would be, is it, is it a fun job? Do you get to do a lot of fun projects? I feel like it would be cool working with that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of like, um, it gets really busy just because yeah. of like the um, the turnaround time with right. like clients and stuff. Um, but we we do a lot of different things and we do a lot of different like campaigns. Um, we don't really get to use too much like of our own like design work if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like we we have to do a lot of like Shutterstock stuff right. um, because of the turnaround time. But we still like. Um, get a chance to like use that and like be creative in like that sort of way. Right. Um, and we use a lot of like, like type um, layouts and stuff so we can like lay out the deals and everything. Um, so there's like a lot of different like ways we can like be creative in this job, you know? Right. Um, it's not so much like, Hey, you, uh, you have like, a whole day and a half to work on some logo options sometimes it's like we have some logo options that need to be done like in an hour right you know? right yeah <laughs> kind of thing 
Yeah, I actually, so I, I've previously worked at a transportation engineering company. Um, it was a internship that I had and I was working there, uh, doing a lot of work that sounds similar to that. So it was the same kind of thing where a lot of times I would get stuff. Sometimes I'd have bigger projects that would last like a week or two. Um, but a lot of times I would get things that they'd say, we need this done in like an hour, you know, we need you to knock it out. Um, and like that stuff is still fun. It's just a different kind of fun. It's less of, uh, you know, see what all you can come up with and more of a, like, I'm excited. Let's go hit the ground running and knock it out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of like knocking out stuff. Yeah. You know? Very, it's very fast paced. Yeah. Um, um and sometimes it, it does get kind of hard because, uh, I try not to burn out so much. Yeah. I try not to become a, a machine. Yeah. Kind of, because I tend to work fast when it comes to like that kind of design. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just have to tell myself a lot that I just need to do one job at a time, yeah. you know, and that usually helps, you know, because we have like a queue kind of like of jobs that like right. we could pick from kind of, um, and you just kind of have to like um, pick the jobs that you need to work on. Um, and it's just, it feels like overwhelming sometimes, um, but ultimately what, like, it's just like a mindset that I've like learned in the past three years I've been here and it's just like not, um, I guess just not, um, get so overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, uh, similar to how it worked for me as well, but being that I was an intern, not, uh, you know, full employee, they would a lot of times kind of hand me the jobs. Um, and, and we also, so the company I worked for, it was, sort of like across the entire United States. So you'd have a lot of times where you'd be like, uh, not zooming, we had teams, but same kind of thing where you do like video calls and that's kind of how you got the information. And so it was the same kind of, uh, like, I, I guess I relate to that feeling of being a little bit overwhelmed. Sometimes there would be days that it's just like, there's so much all that needs to get done today. Um, but I think that's good. Like, I guess practice for like future things. Cause I feel like if you can get better in those, like, high high paced and, and fast environments it makes you better and a better asset to the company and you know future companies if you end up working other places so it's yeah, definitely absolutely. it's overwhelming but it's not necessarily a bad thing either yeah absolutely yeah. And like if you get a job later on that's like not as fast paced then that's kind of like just a relief yeah I guess. yeah <laughs> for you know you know because like you already know how to do the fast paced stuff but then we have another job and it's not as fast paced. It's like, Oh, thank goodness. I have yeah. a break. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you have a very specific style on Instagram that I think is really cool. You use sort of the same handful of colors in your work and there's a lot of like positive and motivational, like phrases, things like that. Things that just, there, I, there's no negativity in any of it. Right. And it's speaking out for things that matter. Uh, so how did you sort of find your style in design? How, how did it sort of evolve and get to where it is today? I think just a lot of practice, honestly, and yeah. self-discovery, you know, um, I remember being in college and, um, I actually worked a lot. I worked on my welcome tablet for a while, um, and like some weird sketchbook paint app. <laughs> um, but a lot of times I use like the, um, the micron pens to kind of draw, uh, like in sketchbooks and stuff. And I think that's kind of where I started to, um, kind of get a feel for like how my hand works and how right. like, I draw letters and stuff. Um, it wasn't until like recently this past couple of years um, where I've gotten the iPad and uh, procreate. So that's been really like helpful with like yeah. 
um, like drawing letters and stuff. Um, I actually feel kind of spoiled like using it because it's so much easier than like yeah. the draw stuff and like erasing and stuff like that, you know, like, yeah. you can just do the undo button and like it does that for you. Um, but as far as my style that I've had, like recently, I guess like, cause if you scroll like all the way down to my Instagram, like mm-hmm. my stuff is a little different. Um, I guess just like it really just keep on, I keep on doing, doing it. And like, I evolve as I go. Right. You know, and like, if I, if I see like one post, I'm like, Oh, I, I really like how I did that. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of stick with that, you know? And I guess I kind of just stick with what feels right for me. Yeah. yeah. I've talked about that a lot on this show about how a lot of times when I feel like I'm in sort of like a creative slump or something like that, I'll go back to a lot of the old designs that I made. And sometimes I'll even use old designs that I never actually posted, uh, mm-hmm. as content. And other times I'll look at it and be like, you know, I really like this sort of like phase that I was in and I'll go back and kind of snag that and see how I can mix it with whatever I'm doing currently. Uh, so I feel like it's the same kind of a thing where, you know, I, I think it's important to get inspiration from yourself and what you did before, but also to realize like, I always like looking back and seeing like how far I've come as a designer and see like, wow, like that's where I started and this is where I am now. It's cool to kind of see the progress of it all. Yeah. And it's fun to look back at like your old stuff. Some of it, it kind of like, you kind of cringe at like, Ugh, like how did, I, how did I do that before? Right. But like it's, it's good to like look back and like see your progress, but also I do like, um, taking old projects and kind of redoing them. I've done that a few right. times, you know, yeah. so that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So where does the inspiration come for a lot of the messages that you have on your page? You have things supporting Black Lives Matter, uh, things talking about the current pandemic saying wear a mask. Um, So is it like, how do you find inspiration for all these different things? Is it something that you may just hear someone say something and it kind of, you think, oh, that could be a cool lettering piece? Or is it something where you're like always constantly looking for them? I think I'm just so like absorbed in into like Instagram, you know, and like, I know that these movements and like, just like, um, the like movements going on now. And also, mm-hmm. um, with the pandemic, you know, it's really hard to not see stuff about that, you know, right. it's, I feel like it's really important to, um, be aware of those things happening in the world, you know, and, um, I just feel that I want to contribute um, with art in a certain way um, to those things and and showing the world um, how I feel about them. And I know it's really important to um, like spread the right messages and because right. I really like it's just it just seems like the right thing to do to like spot, like spread like positive messages. Right. Yeah. I think it's easy, especially with all this stuff going on, it's easy to get caught up in a lot of negativity that's in the world. Like there's, there's plenty of that out there. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think putting out positive messages, it's important that we do that as best we can, um, Mm -hmm. like for ourselves and for others, because the more we can focus on the good, I think the more we're going to start moving in that direction and kind of move away from the negativity. Uh, But that's easier said than done. I mean, there is, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, So I think that little bit of like positivity that you can put out is like, it's, it's just really helpful to everyone, I guess, really. And, uh, I appreciate the the things that you're creating and the the designs that you're posting. I think they're really cool and it's it's a good reason to be making the work that you are. 
Yeah, I feel like that's what I've been called to do, you know, like right. I'm an artist, so like I need to, uh, I feel like um, I need to contribute in that positive way because I know people need those positive messages and in the midst of like all the chaos. Right. Yeah, 100%. So what does the workflow look like for your hand lettering pieces? You talked about how you've worked on the uh, Wacom tablets in the past and now you're working on an iPad. Um, but so what is sort of the, what does this process look like from sort of inspiration in the initial idea, then all the way to like kind of finishing the design? Mm -hmm. I actually don't have too much of a uh, process. You know, it's just kind of whenever the inspiration hits, Kind of thing you yeah. know and I feel like a lot of times when I'm wanting to draw is when I want to wind down you right. know I usually go on into my room in my bed and um take out my iPad and put some music on and just draw you right. know which it's, it's kind of a way for me to relax after a st stressful day right and um I feel like a lot of times um listening listening to music kind of like inspires me to like draw because I'll listen to a song and I'll hear a lyric I'm like oh this is this would be a good like thing for me to letter you know right yeah um, but as far as my process goes like I just become inspired and I take out my um iPad and um, my pencil and I just start drawing yeah, no, that's cool. I think uh, that's a good attitude to have, especially when it's like more personal work versus like, you know, client work and things like that. That's sort of the same idea that I have kind of with my own work. I was going to say the same, but mine's not like lettering or anything. I do kind of minimal geometric uh, designs. And so mm -hmm. mine a lot of times will come from like, I'll be in Illustrator and I'll kind of like the whole point of the account is to see what I can do with like the basic shapes that you have. So, uh, or like just a few lines, things like that. And so a lot of times I'll go into Illustrator and I just kind of sit down and I say, okay, I'm going to try like a square design today and I'll see, okay, well maybe I add lines to that. And then how can I add the lines? Maybe I, you know, have a whole bunch and they like swoop up and it's kind of just a lot of playing for me where I just kind of see what I can do with it. And then a lot of times we'll sit there and like stop for a second and look back and be like, Hey, that's, that's kind of cool. I like that. Uh, so it's a little bit different, but I think the same in the sense that I try not to get too bogged down in like sketching or things like that. Like it's my personal work and I just kind of want to let it be a fun space for me to do what I want to do. It's kind of a break from the everyday, you know, nine to five freelance, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like I don't really like sketching either. I really just kind of use like the one brush um, for most of my stuff. And I right. just kind of use that. Uh, I'm pretty like limited when it comes to that stuff. Like I, I use like one brush mm -hmm. and I use just like the square template and I use like my certain colors, you know, yeah. and probably that kind of helps me too. Yeah. Um, because I'm so indecisive, you know, I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> say like, Oh, I don't know what colors I want to use or yeah. what kind of brush, you know, cause um, when it comes to options, it's kind of hard for me to like choose things sometimes. Yeah. Um, I relate to that a lot for a long time. I only did black and white designs on my, uh, account cause yeah. I said, I was like, I can't, like, I just can't pick the colors. And I remember sitting, I'd be sitting in one of my classes, one of my design classes and I'd be looking, I'd be like, guys, can you help? I don't know what color to make this. And <laughs> I finally got the handle of it like a little bit later, but, uh, I, I feel that it, it's easy to get indecisive in those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
we use like so many like colorful things too at my job because it's always like really crazy graphics like for the car ads you right. know and like sometimes I just need a break from that well well um actually like we do have like crazy stuff like that but like a lot of times like it is pretty minimal because a lot of these car um brands like Mazda and like all the luxury brands like have like the black and white kind of things so that's nice right that's like it's still different from like what I do like for my lettering yes I don't know yeah no I I get that for sure though uh it's interesting designing for a product versus like, you know, making logos and things like that, because then it's almost like your design instantly becomes like secondary that you're kind of trying to highlight the product more so than like the design itself, which, uh, it's interesting, especially when you then compare that to the work that you're making for Instagram, that is solely the design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Monica's creative South experience and her inspirations in design. Are you a designer, videographer, or creative of any type? Then you need to be on Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with video courses created by professionals in their respective fields, giving you insight into how to take your skill to the next level. Whether you're learning a new hobby or pursuing a career, Skillshare has a class for you. With classes from creatives like Aaron Draplin and Roxanne Gay, there's no limit to how much you can learn from Skillshare. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Sign up today with the link in the podcast notes to get two months for free and take your creativity to the next level. Welcome back, everybody. So, Monica, I want to talk a little bit about the inspirations that you've had in your career. Uh, so who do you feel like has inspired you? I should say who or maybe what design movement or just what in the art or design field has sort of inspired you the most in your design career? Yeah, so I really love um, a lot of like hand lettering artists like um, Mary-Kate McDevitt mm-hmm. and... Um, Oh man, I can't like, it's hard for me to like answer these questions because like I know of people, um, it's kind of like whenever like, um, somebody asks you like where you want to like go eat and like, <laughs> like all the you restaurants and can't think of a name. Like, go like out of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I really love Mark Kate McDevitt. I love, um, my Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, I love like. Timothy Goodman and like just like all those like hand lettering artists, you know, and right. um guys. I, I like I aspire to be like like them. Yeah. No, that's cool. I know. Uh, so I mentioned earlier that like, I'm not as much into illustration. I'm more of like the Swiss style and all that, but I appreciate it. And hand lettering was, I feel like I followed a lot of hand letters when I was first kind of getting plugged into the design scene. Um, but one that I, I didn't know until last year at creative South actually was Jessica Hish. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm a big fan of her work and there was someone else and it's going to bug me that I don't know her name now, but, uh, she spoke earlier before Jessica Hish. I want to say it was on like the first day. Um, and she was a mom and she had some just really funny hand lettering pieces that were about like things that her daughter said and just like funny things about parenting and all that, that I feel like there's a lot of like expression in hand lettering. That's like sort of a really cool way to kind of approach it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, because you can think of like script fonts in your computer and all that, but I feel like hand letters always do a good job of sort of capturing an emotion or a certain like feeling around whatever they're creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot more natural, you know? Yeah. It's, I don't know, I can't, I can never express like what I want to express just using type. Right. Like, I'm, not, I'm not so great with type, but I'm great with like using my hand for like using like making letters and stuff. So, right. Yeah. No, that's very cool. And so, uh, creative South, I know that you went last year. So, uh, do you think that creative South is something that sort of helped you grow as a designer or, uh, is there anything from whether it's creative South or even just other design conferences? Do you think that's something that like a lot of people should look into kind of, you know, going to pursuing things like that? Has it been beneficial for you? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I really loved going there. Um, just, like being around so many different creatives and stuff. Right. And super inspiring. And obviously all the speakers have been super inspiring. And um, there's really like so many people that I've like, um, like met and seen there. And um, it's just like an all around really good experience. And um, it's in Columbus, Georgia, which is really right. all down to you. Yeah. Um, have like a really cool coffee shop there that I like and it's just cool to like walk around there too and um it feels like there's a lot of like just inspiration there too and um I tell everybody every time I come back that I feel like super like recharged right and ready to do stuff you know yeah you actually had a cool uh, Creative South piece that where you hand lettered Creative South that I thought was really cool um but I I think so I've only ever been to Creative South, right? That's the only conference I've ever been to and I've only been once. So last year was my first year and I went uh, with my with my university here in Florida. And so mm -hmm. part of it was that we got discounted tickets by volunteering, which was like an awesome experience. Uh, oh, shout out to cool. Diane Gibbs. I don't know if you know her. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Diane was great. Um, but so I did, I did miss some of the conference, right? And so I was like a little bit bummed but then like you meet so many other people volunteering. And I think the thing about creative South is that like, no matter where you are and whether you're in like a talk or you're just out on the street and you see someone with the badge, like everyone is so open and willing to talk to you. And I feel like there's something about that sort of like, like, like just community around the design design community, uh, that it's just really refreshing. Like, I feel like it's one place that you can kind of like meet a ton of people that are in a ton of different areas of design and you can all just relate over the fact that you're kind of doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's actually funny that you bring up diane gibbs because she, i remember meeting her i think we were outside a restaurant and we told me and my husband told her that we met at creative south mm -hmm. and she was the one i think that told mike jones um for us to go up on stage right um not uh yeah it was the last year that we went and that was like a really awesome experience. Right. And so yeah. that, that whole thing, as I understand it, uh, is that, so y'all met at creative South and then you ended up getting engaged. And I think it was before you were married. Is that right? That you guys, uh, they called you up on stage and gave you a wedding gift or a engagement gift, something like that. Yeah. They gave me, an, uh, they gave us an engagement gift. So we gave it, we got a Google home. Oh, that's Which cool. Awesome. And I honestly like, wasn't expecting that. I think maybe, um, 
Diane Gibbs, I think she like said like, oh, y'all gonna have to go up on stage or something. But like, right. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm too, I'm too scared to do that. But like once we did that, like it was really funny because um, I think me and Tony and some of our other friends were like walking upstairs for something and we heard um, Andrew Hawkrattle. Oh yeah. He was the MC there. He's yeah. awesome. Love um, Andrew, yeah. <laughs> uh, he announced, um, where's the couple that just got engaged that met at Creative South? And I heard that, and like, we were going upstairs. I'm like, Tony, I think we had to go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like really awesome. And like, we went up on stage, and like, it was so like, it was like surreal because like, I've never been on a stage like that. And like, right. so many people like looking at you and like, you can't see anybody. Right. You know? So like, it's just kind of like weird. And I was like, um, thinking to myself, I'm like, well, maybe one day, like me and Tony will be like up on stage, like doing a talk or something. Right. I know Tony, like, that's one of his like life goals is to be able to do that. Right. You know? Um, so maybe one day that will happen. Yeah. Um, that would be really cool. That's such an interesting story. And the thing is, so I mentioned that last year was my first year. Um, but so because I was volunteering, I don't think I was there for that. And it's crazy how like all these things happen and like, there's such a, like they got their hand on the pulse of what's going on. So like when you go to creative South, you're officially part of like their people and, and, and you get plugged in immediately. And I feel like they're so on top of what's going on and they're really just there to like celebrate everybody for like anything that's even, I guess not even design related, you know? And I think that's what makes it feel like such a strong community there. Yeah. It's so positive, you know, like there's never like any like negativity and it's always like, um, just giving each other hugs, you know, right. and hugging necks. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. You know? And I love it. And it's just, again, it's just so awesome to be around people that do the same thing you do. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, because like, I have designer friends, but like um, when I talk to like like um, some family and other people about design, they're like, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What is what is the typeface? What, right. what is that?" You know? Right. It's just it's really like just nice to have people to talk about things like that, you right? Know? And, and having like a whole event just to do that, you know, and yeah, talk about design nerd stuff and like and like weird client stuff, you know, just like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's refreshing, you know? Yeah. I had uh, Mike Jones and Andrew actually both on the show uh, before and uh, both of them were great. Uh, you know, Mike is just such a positive guy. He's got nothing but gratitude and love to give yeah. to people. Um, and Andrew just has such a big personality. It's hard. Like you can't be unhappy around either of them. You know yeah. what I mean? I love Andrew because like, um, he is such a, like an awesome person. And I know he, um, I don't know if you've heard of cancel con. Oh yeah. He, he did that. And right. that was like, super cool. Cause I was super bummed out that I couldn't go to, um, creative South this year. Right. Pandemic, you know? Right. But I think that really like was an awesome thing, um, to do. And like, it was so easy to like, just open my computer and like see all these talks, you know? Yeah, no, that's really cool. Uh, it's kind of opening this new wave of, you know, how we're going to stay connected with people. So I see, I've seen other, uh, like similar conference kind of things pop up. Um, so it's, it's interesting to kind of see how that sort of ricochets and kind of becomes this new movement, but it, I feel like it's such a more 
I don't want to say more powerful because I feel like there's definitely like Creative South, there's things there that you will never get through an online conference, but the online conference has the opportunity to kind of open it up to so many people that like now you could meet so many different people while you're there. So I think it's like pros and cons to both. Um, but, but it's, it was a really awesome idea and yeah, it was awesome. He did a great job with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I like just being like on my couch too. Right. And being able to be inspired and, and do all that. Yeah. So that, the first day cool. I was at Creative South, I remember I uh, I was up at like six in the morning because I had to get to a volunteer shift. So uh, being able to sleep in a little bit more and, and not have to yeah. get up and get out is really nice. Yeah, um, sure. But I'm definitely, I'm, I'm itching to get back to Creative South next year. I'm hoping that it all works out. I, I am too. I was, I was so bummed that like, I know whenever people are able to like see each other in person again, like it's right. just going to be so much like happier. Yeah. And it's good timing because the, uh, the, I assume if they're keeping the theme that was going to be this past year, it's family reunion. So it's going to be such a fitting, fitting year with all the activities and theming. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like a really, let's say a real actual reunion. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So looking forward, what goals do you have in mind for your career, your Instagram, just anything design related? Uh, what is it that you're kind of working towards or, or what is like the dream job or anything like that? You know, I don't really know. Um, I kind of am just going day by day right now trying right. to figure out what I want to do, you know, um, especially now with the pandemic and everything. I, yeah. I, I can't really see past like next month, you know, right. but I know like I'm happy where I'm at, you know, and, um, I just hope that I continue to be happy and like do the things I love, you know, and I let, um, everything take its course and what will happen will happen. It's right. It's meant to be, meant to be, you know. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to approach it, especially in uncertain times and stuff. But uh, I think, you know, for me, the big thing is like if I'm still making the work that I want to be making, doing sort of my personal design work, working on this podcast, just the things that kind of make me happy, like I'm good. I'll let the rest kind of, you know, play out how it plays out. So mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah. So if you had to give someone advice, someone that's maybe like just starting their career, they're just kind of getting started with, uh, you know, design, wherever they are, just sort of the beginning of the, the journey for them. What advice would you give them? I would say keep on making work, you know, even if you don't like it, you know, you don't have to post everything that you make. Right. Um, keep on practicing and um, the stuff that you do like, you know, go ahead and post it and keep posting stuff you know because you never know who's being inspired by your work even right. if people don't like comment on stuff or like stuff like you're still um reaching people that need to see your work right because so, i get a lot of messages from people that i haven't talked to in so long um and they say like oh, I really love the stuff that you did, you know, and you're inspiring me to like do such and such. And it's really like, it's really humbling, I guess, to like um, hear those things, you know, and um, know that you're actually making a difference. Um, right. With the work that you're putting out. Right. So, yeah, I would say just keep on doing what you're doing and, um, and it's okay to not be perfect, you know, like you don't right. have to, follow follow the algorithm or yeah <laughs> that kind of stuff or you don't have to fall into like hustle culture if yeah. you don't want to do 
you, you know, like you just have to do what makes you happy, you know, and um, ultimately that is going to make you the most successful you can be. Um, And don't like follow, like, don't, it's, it's cool to like follow trends in some point at some point, but like, um, don't let that like dictate like everything that you do. Right. Like it's more important to show like, um, how like you are through your work rather than like what society is going through. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta be careful to jump on trends too much because you don't want to always be designing for the trend. You got to have a bit of genuine sort of like authenticity to your work, something that's from you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think with that, we're going to wrap up today's show, but where can everyone find your work, Monica? Yeah. So I post all the time on Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram, um, but they can also go to monicalattis.com. Okay. Um, I have a Twitter too. Um, that's monicalattis. Um, and that's basically it. Okay. <laughs> what is the Instagram handle? It's Monica Lettuce. Perfect. Um, and then, and I'll drop all that down below as well. Um, and I don't know if none of you guys caught on, I'll just make the quick note. Her name is Monica Romaine. So it's like Romaine Lettuce. That's why <laughs> I think it's yeah. really funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, my husband are the lettuces. That's so yeah. funny. Uh, well, thank you again, Monica, for sitting down, taking time out of your day to talk to me. I really appreciate you being on the show and I appreciate the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you again, everyone, for listening to this episode of Creatively Brief. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and follow us on social media at Creatively Brief. I'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, have a great week, everyone. I'll talk to you guys in the next one.